Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. And that's us. That's spooky boys. <laughs> the spooky boys uh, back again. It's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, they don't know that. Well, I mean, they they should know. Why? Well, because I'm telling them now. Hey, we got to keep the mystery, right? The mystery of yeah, what's going on. Yeah. We, we don't want to pull back that curtain. Not unless we're taking them behind the paywall. This is, that's a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have a blog post on our Patreon right now uh, of our exact schedule of when we recorded every episode. So you can see how long we took between hiatuses. Yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to have a special making of documentary that we should do where we, we give all the nitty gritty details of how it's done. Yeah, This is the quality content that everyone had hoped for. Yeah, but it's going to be like an episode of How It's Made where there'll just be like a narrator going over us doing stuff. <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, it could be like Dirty Jobs. could be like Dirty Jobs. Do you think Mike Rowe would come and do it for He'd us? He'd be like, you want to see the scum of the earth? Here's two podcasters <laughs> that have the shittiest job of doing this podcast. Uh, so you guys don't get paid. <laughs> uh, but it's not all about us today. It's not? No, no, no. Because, Damien, you might not know this, but we have a guest today. We do. Yes, we have actor, we have writer, we have comedian, we have improviser, we have Anthony Allier! Ooh, what's up? How's it going, dudes? Oh, it's so good. How are you doing? I'm all right, you know. Uh, it's obviously a challenging time for a lot of people right now, mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm trying to make the best of it. Hanging out, playing video games, watching yeah. the wrestling, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're a, uh, a mega wrestling fan like us. We don't talk oh, yes. about it a ton on air, mm -hmm. but here's our time for it. Oh, yes. I've been dreaming of this moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, you saw the uh, greatest wrestling match of all time. I did. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, a, a good match. I don't think it was the greatest, and uh, I might have fallen asleep eh, in a little part, but that happens when a long, long match happens at the end of a pay-per-view. <laughs> and uh, for the folks at home that may not watch wrestling, this was a match that was described to us as the greatest match of all time before going into it, and it had the greatest showman theme song as the theme song for this <laughs> wrestling match. I wouldn't say it was just described as. It was like, it was advertised so heavily that this will be the greatest match ever. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I, there's there's been a lot of stuff. It, it was, uh, for the folks at home too, it was Randy Orton versus Edge. Um, Edge, Toronto, just like us. Mm -hmm. And uh, Randy Orton, a wrestler that I'm not too high on, typically... But he'd made a huge face turn in real life because he tweeted out uh, Black Lives Matter, which completely turned him around for me. Well, he's been doing all kinds of stuff, too. Did you see his response recently? Because him and Tommaso Ciampa had a big thing, and then he had a big post about uh, what he meant by things he was saying. That was another big thing for me. I, I don't know what's going on. I had all of these assumptions about this man. Yeah. But now he's completely. I don't know about you, Anthony. I I don't I don't know what your history of love hate with Randy Orton is, but <laughs> for me, I'm on all new high with this guy. I think he's my favorite wrestler of all time. I I think I agree with that sentiment in terms of I think he's really redeemed himself as as a person. I don't know about as an in in ring performer. Like yeah, he had a pretty good match on the weekend, but for me, like I'm still every time I look at him, I'm like. Oh, you're going to put in like 35% and then you're just going to crawl around, hit your signature DDT, <laughs> smack the floor and pretend you're a snake and hit the RKO and end the match. Like it's it's like I've seen one Randy Orton match, so I've obviously just seen every Randy Orton match. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I 
I don't know if it's fair for me to judge him because I do the exact same thing. I give 35%. <laughs> I crawl around a bit. I pretend I'm a snake, and then I go to bed. That's <laughs> that's our podcast here. Uh, Damien has his signature lines he gives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Snaked, a podcast. Yeah. He's, uh, uh, but uh, talk about you a little bit here. Um, you have a, uh, a series, Ming's Dynasty. Yeah. It's yeah. on uh, CBC Gem. That's right. Um, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about this. How did this uh, get started? I know it came from IPF. Yep. Um, so basically, this show that I have, Ming's Dynasty, it's a comedy web series. And it's essentially the story of like what would happen if I had to drop everything in my life and go back uh, to Coaldale, Alberta, where I'm from, uh, from Toronto, and try to like run my dad's restaurant, but the catch is in the universe of the show. Uh, I play a character that is based on a sketch comedy character I performed called Young Riesling, and Young Riesling and White Wine, who is my buddy, uh, were these these two Toronto rappers who are just like trying to make music while living in the big city, working at our crappy jobs. And when my dad gets sick in the show, him and I have to go back. Uh, to my hometown, and the reason why he comes back is because he's kind of, like, codependent, <laughs> and it's like, you can't have yin without the yang, so it's the story of, like, trying to find home when you don't really know where you fit in, uh, and it's based on my real life and and my family, and uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's really great. It's It's got lots of music, and it also gives me a chance to uh, talk about my hometown and my family and our dynamics together. D- did you film uh, it in your hometown as well? So we've shot parts of it in my hometown, and then the rest of it was split between uh, this small town uh, just uh, around Calgary and uh, in Calgary as well. That's a cool thing to uh, to bring back home for you, though, too, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Like, I hadn't been back to Alberta since I moved there. Uh, so at that time of shooting, it would have been about four and a half years I hadn't gone home. And to be able to bring something back home that sort of proved to my parents and to some of the people that uh, doubted my career choice <laughs> that I was indeed you know, worth something and, and bringing something mm-hmm. back of value was really important to me. And, and it was crazy to just be able to work with all the talented people out uh, in Alberta and just to see the amount of creativity and the hard work that everybody puts in, uh, to build projects big or small like ours. And you, you said it had like, it is, it's quite autobiographical in a sense, and it has mm-hmm. a lot of those personal elements. Yeah. What, what's that like doing something that is so connected to, to you and your story, but it, it being like a, a show that's, you know, much bigger than, you know, something you would usually do, I suppose. Yeah, I think it really helped me deal with some things that I haven't really addressed in, in my life, like just like mm-hmm. my re- relationship with my dad, like just some sort of writing some of the scenes in the show and performing them and and just kind of living through that experience was really cool. Like there's a moment in the show where... Uh, my dad gets really smacking high on uh, <laughs> shrooms and we we have dinner together and he says to me like I'm really glad you're home uh, I love you and it's like something that my dad has like never said to me and I'm and I was like oh god like I'm experiencing <laughs> all these motion emotions like for the first time on camera and then like when I got to spend some time with my dad after the production had wrapped like I he actually like said like I'm glad that I got to see you, uh, and it kind of like really made like art come to life. And for me, that was uh, just this like incredible feeling mm-hmm. of like catharsis. I was just like, oh my god, like I wrote something and it really happened. <laughs> I I mean yeah like I how about uh how about this like you were saying that uh you uh were proving everyone that you're to everyone when you come back home after 4 years that you're doing something so almost in life you're having this redemption arc as you're making this story 
Yeah, it's 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 so wild. Like I think the the way that life and the story sort of panned out was uh, something that you don't really get to see or experience. It's a kind, of, kind of like a once in a lifetime thing that I came to Toronto to try to make my dream happen in real life, and then when I came back to Alberta, it's like I almost had started really experiencing all of my hard work come to fruition and it, yeah it's 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 amazing like it was such a it, i felt like i was in my own movie like <laughs> and in fact i was in my own show and i was just like kind of uh living through some of uh, these experiences uh over again and and it was just like it, it was it was wild like i I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like I got to work on this show with like one of my best friends and I got to tell a really personal story. Mm -hmm. And it's like whenever people ask me why I became an actor or a comedian, I, I'm like, well, I want to just make people laugh and, and make them feel like uh, somebody cares out there and, and somebody wants to relate and, and understand what you're going through and help you escape that for a brief moment. And another big goal of mine was to just make a show with my friends that I care about and just have fun. And I feel like having Ming's dynasty and being able to put that out on CBC gem and fuse TV now in America was like the big first step in me actually like completing one of the goals I had set out for myself when I first started doing this crazy stuff. Um, well, I want to get into a bit of a spookier note here. Oh, yeah. Uh, we need to know, do you believe in ghosts? I do believe in ghosts. Really? What, yeah. What's, have you ever had a paranormal experience? I don't think so, personally. I think, like, maybe in my mind I thought that something <laughs> spooky was happening, but I don't yeah. know if it was, like, a <laughs> can-confirm 100% paranormal experience. Um, where does your belief in ghosts stem from? <laughs> um, probably like watching a bunch of uh, horrible movies and like a docu series about hauntings. That's probably <laughs> where it, it started. Um, and then like uh, I think like I I believe that um, when our loved ones pass, like there's there's still like a yearning for them to contact us. So like I always in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm like okay, like maybe. Um, there is a way or there there's like signs that our relatives are trying to contact us or our friends, but we just don't know them because we're we're not receptive enough to like pick up these uh, cues or messages. Um, which would have to be so frustrating for uh, the dead relatives out there that are just trying to figure <laughs> it out just yeah. at the drawing board. It's like they're like trying to send you an iMessage, but you have not even like purchased an iPhone yet. Like you, you don't even know that an iMessage exists. You're still like delivering letters by pigeon when they're like trying to send you a message via <laughs> uh, iMessage to just just pinging you all all the time, and you're just like, what what's going on? Well, I think uh, this is this is a good thing to hear because uh, I'm doing a favor to my family by not listening to them now while they're alive. So that way, <laughs> that way, when they're dead, then uh, they're not going to feel like anything's really changed, and you know it'll be comforting to them. Yeah, you're just preparing them. For yeah, because the I am not going to listen. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> oh, what a nice thing for you to do. I know. I it's a very uh, selfless act that I've been trying to nurture for for a long time now. <laughs> Um, does, does your family, uh, believe in ghosts? Um, I think they believe in the afterlife. I don't know if yeah. they necessarily believe in goats. Uh, I think in, uh, some Chinese cultures, like, we perform, like, ceremonies where we, um, will, like, burn up, uh, this, these little, like, sort of notes of paper that are... Uh, in the shape of money are often like decorated like money so that we can like send uh, funds to our family in the afterlife and in in some practices uh, like when I went back to China uh, and visited like some grave plots of my family there you can like buy like paper 
props they're in the shape of like cars and iphones and like little suits and stuff and like (laughs) burn them so you could like send them to your family in the afterlife so in a way i guess they believe that there is something beyond our current living state but i don't know if they believe in like the traditional kind of ghosts like the it it seems like they believe in a whole economic system up there yeah yeah that's gotta be (laughs) frustrating for the people who don't have families and they're just they have to be broke yeah, they're, they're just, like, broken real life and, and broken the afterlife. It's just like, what? Nope. Come on. Can't catch a break. You thought it'd be all over once you're dead. Nope. Yeah. Can someone just burn me an iPhone? Yeah. Come on. Hook me up. Like, you're, like, you're just, like, living next to your neighbor, and your neighbor just, like, you wake up every day, and you, like, walk outside, and you see they have just, like, cars and cars and cars stacked on top of each other, <laughs> and you have nothing. You just have, like, this bare plot of grass, and you're like, oh, man. It's like flaming money is raining down the sky into their yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> but it burns yours. Like, you're like, God damn it. Oh, no. Ah. My box. (laughs) That's definitely something I've never really thought about is uh, just having like needing money in the afterlife still and just worrying about that Yeah, and having a whole economy there, like assuming there's shops. Yeah. I think capitalism still exists in the afterlife. Unfortunately, that's how much it seeps into our society that <laughs> well, i mean you're there for all eternity right so you're gonna get yeah. bored so you need to do stuff right but well yeah, yeah. and these uh these wall street types they die so young all the stress <laughs> right so they're they're they've gone up there early on you well, know I and thought, they've set up i thought the they all go to uh the, you know the the barbecue pit in the basement <laughs> I I just uh it's almost unsettling to me to think about that the afterlife is the exact same hell that we're living in now. It's kind of oh, depressing. <laughs> uh, it's like it makes you it doesn't make you like want to live any harder or die. It's just like, oh, I I'm just trapped. Like what if <laughs> what if this is just purgatory like and, and we're just we're just waiting to go somewhere. Oh. <laughs> I find I find that a bit exhausting in a way. Just thinking like <laughs> like it it really makes you when there's this idea of an afterlife, it just makes it seem like, well then what's the point of right now? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I have a game here for you. Um and this is a Halloween would you rather. Okay. Um, we were doing uh, some uh, ghost stories around Ontario. People wanted my head for it. They hated them. They sucked. Um, everyone thought they sucked. Everyone emailed me. Mm-hmm. I need to try to redeem myself by going through this Halloween Would You Rather. It's not um, working. Yeah, the problem is that we're realizing as we go mm-hmm. through this that it's definitely for kids. Mm-hmm. But we must complete the list of 20. <sighs> okay. I guess. So we have uh, two for you today. Um, okay. Which, uh, for the listeners at home, if you're not counting, this will put us... Uh, this is 11 and 12 of the 20, so we're, we're getting to the end of this. <laughs> um, so, Anthony, would you rather go to a really great Halloween party where you did not know anyone, or go to a kind of lame Halloween party where you knew almost everyone there? I would definitely rather go to a kind of lame Halloween party where I knew everyone there because yeah. I think even if it's kind of lame, you can make a, a great time or or kind of change the vibe of the whole experience if you mm-hmm. know everybody there and you're and you're clicking and you you know you you understand everybody's costume and uh, you just all are there to, you know, suffer through this lame party, and you, and you can make it fun for yourself. But if you like, have to go to a party where it's it's crazy and awesome, but you don't know anybody. Like I feel like that's just like so much added added like anxiety to like go and talk to people and be like, hey, what's up? Uh, are you right. uh, the Steve Harrington from from Stranger Things? No, you're not. Okay, that's your real hair. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm gonna go talk to somebody else. And that's like, ah. that's the cool and amazing people from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I would say this this is probably the first one where it's actually an interesting choice between two, unlike most of the other ones, which have just been dog shit. 
Um, but I would say like <laughs> most parties that you go to are kind of okay parties where you know people and that's where you have that enjoyment. So I would almost say it would be it would be more interesting to go to the really crazy party where you don't know anybody because there's there because it's going to be something different. It's going to be a different experience. And again, you don't know anybody, so there's no expectations for you either. So. Who knows what's going to happen? I think if you're like trying to do like a a movie meet cute where you're you're going to find like that person that you is your soulmate, then maybe like that really cool party with the excellent people would be a yeah. good place for that to happen. Well, also too, I mean, if you're going to a really crazy party, um, this great Halloween party, that's the kind of thing that bonds people together. You could have a whole yeah. new list of friends and then no more lame parties. You you ditch you're all your lame there. friends. Well, my thing, too, is you're not <laughs> you're not going to this Halloween party every weekend like you would go to like parties with friends. You'd see your friends all the time. This mm -hmm. is this is something that'll probably happen once and then that's it. Right. So I suppose if like this awesome party was hosted by somebody that I really, really uh admire but never met like that would change the game as well like if it was like this is Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Halloween party I'd be like okay well I'm going to that yeah that'd be a good <laughs> story yeah. comedy bar you'll have to wait till next year <laughs> they got the squat racks in the corner <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I would like to say too that um I feel like any Halloween party that I would go to with all of my friends would be kind of lame I yeah. think that we're all kind of uh, lame. Everyone I know saying. is yeah, lame. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just how it is. <laughs> we don't have enough money to have a really cool party. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that like in a party atmosphere, um, I think in general maybe we're extroverted, but in a party atmosphere we're all pretty introverted. And I don't mm -hmm. know if that's the same thing uh, with you, Anthony. I, I we haven't gone to a lot of parties together. Yeah, that's true. We got to go to more parties together. Well, no, uh, wait until they open up the province first. Slow down. <laughs> no, we're doing yeah. them now. Oh, we're no. going to parties together. <laughs> Ignoring all, right. all stages of reopening. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes, like, depending on how I'm feeling, I guess, that day, it's like I can either be, like, really on. And, like, when I'm at a party where I don't know a lot of people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to meet everybody. Like, who knows who I'll meet at this party. But sometimes when I just show up, I'm like, all right, I just want to like talk to my friends and like have a couple drinks and then I'll go home and order McDonald's from Uber Eats and fall asleep. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah, it kind yeah. of depends on the vibe of the day. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this question seems to be a huge hit. It's uh, the only, it's the diamond in the rough. I, I mean, this Would You Rather might bring us back. We're going off hot into this next question. Oh, no. Um, would you rather win a contest for having the best costume <laughs> or win a contest for having um, having made the best jack-o'-lantern? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's pretty, that's pretty easy. Like, probably best costume. I mean, yeah, that one seems a lot... Uh, it doesn't seem as temporary. Yeah. yeah. And, like, let's say you are going to a really awesome party. Like, if you are the – if you're at an awesome party and you're the person with the best costume, then, like, people are going to love you. You're going to have a great time. But what if you're the guy at the really awesome party with the best carved jack-o'-lantern and you're just <laughs> walking around with that jack-o'-lantern? <laughs> well, people would be like, a good job, I guess. Do you want to put that down? <laughs> but you're also the guy that brought a jack-o'-lantern from home. <laughs> yeah, so this is not the party you should be at. You yeah. should be at the lame party with your friends. You're like, well, when are they, uh, they going to judge these? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we said it was BYOB. You just brought a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. BYOP, bring your no. own pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe we should have ended with the other question. <laughs> BYOP. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess the costume's the best one. Plus, costumes you can reuse, I guess. You're not going to win two years in a row, though, unless you go to a different party. Yeah, but I feel like that's cheating, you know? Mm. 
People, uh, yeah, that's true. People also do talk about, like, whoa, do you remember the costume that they wore? That was awesome. Yeah. I feel like yeah. people mention that. Yeah. 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 But has has anybody ever been like, oh, man, that jack-o'-lantern he carved last year? Woo! No. No, no one's ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I to be fair, I don't know anyone who's really carved a great jack-o'-lantern. Well... Here's here's the peak for jack-o'-lanterns, in my opinion, of, like, how big you can get with it is um, if a bunch of moms start sharing it on yeah. on Facebook. Like, I've right. seen jack-o'-lanterns uh, blow up that way of just everyone's mom sharing this thing. But who's sharing the costumes? Um, everyone's commenting on your picture. Like, you'll look like such a rock star. You go to the, your, uh, your uh, like, 2020 end-of-year uh, Facebook timeline and it'll be like most liked picture like 600 likes on your costume you'd feel yeah. like a fucking rock star <laughs> you get featured in publications such as blog to such yeah. as nar city you'd be like mm-hmm. look at this guy's costume it was awesome oh yeah that that is what you need I mean All of that Toronto based clout how would you feel like you're trying so hard to get noticed and the thing that gets you noticed is a, is playing dress up one day yeah. <laughs> and that's the only thing like how demoralizing must that be? Well, well it's... yeah, I think as an actor, like you are just playing dress up all the time. When exactly. You're so I think but you're getting it's paid just a roundabout that. way of getting there. Yeah. It's it's also more demoralizing <laughs> when you call it playing dress up, but that's what it's it is. Been, yeah, that's one hundred percent what it is. That's like what you like a, a really shitty uncle at dinner would be like saying to you. It's like, oh, so hey, uh, hey, Damien, what's it like playing dress up nowadays? Huh? You better get on any of those Tim Hortons commercials. <laughs> no, no. Doing your skits, playing dress up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm fine saying it's playing dress up. I say it's playing dress up. I don't care. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But on that note, we got a story to tell. What the yes. heck? Mm-hmm. Uh, we all drew positions beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony, what did you draw? I drew the swing position. Mm. No responsibility in the story. You can do whatever you want. The wild card. Exactly. Yeah. Wild card. We should just uh, change it to the wild card position. I think we did write wild on it at one point. We might have. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Know. It's been like six years of this. Oh my thing. god! Is anyone <laughs> is anyone paying attention? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are we? No. Oh. What did, What did you draw? I drew the uh, celebrity. Oh, you know what that means. I go to a random person generator, <laughs> and I. Uh, <laughs> I hit the button here. It gives me four options of who to be. Um, my options are Bruce Lee, oh, Venus Williams, okay, Phil Mickelson, <laughs> oh boy, and Mel Blanc. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, great, great options here. Uh, I mean, Mel Blanc is pretty cool. But I don't think you can do any Mel Blanc's voices, can you? Uh, probably not. Is it Bugs Bunny? Yeah. Yeah. All the Looney Tunes. Uh, Barney Rubble? Barney Rubble? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Mel Blanc is a man of many characters, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like something like that might be hard on a story. Oh, okay. So are you going to be Phil Mickelson? So I'm going to be Phil Mickelson. How'd you know that that was the <laughs> only other option I had? <laughs> well, I'm like, they're all athletes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Uh yeah, I'll do, I'll do Phil Mickelson. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay, right. and uh, that means I got the narrator. So we're gonna go to canigeta.com for a location, a relationship, or a word. Let's go. Word. Respected. That's a good word. Yeah, the spooky respected. All right. Wait, respected. Yes, that is the word. That okay. There's okay. nothing scarier than uh, not having respect. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, we, let's it's true. Let's rock with some respected Phil Mickelson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was eight a.m. 
Phil was on the seventh hole, just getting ready to tee off. It was going to be a beautiful day, he could tell. Sun was just starting to come up over the horizon. Dew was glistening. Oh, man, this was going to be the game of his life. And as a respected golfer, he knew that if he could really, you know, sink that putt today, oh, oh, oh they would they would be happy about that at the on the tour. Early morning for old Philly boy. <laughs> Ooh, the dew on my feet. Squish, squish, squish. <laughs> hey, Phil, can you just take the shot already? Oh, sorry. I, I, I like to soak up the scenery. Just eat it up. Yeah, listen, Phil, we want to finish this game by 11. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to keep, uh, you know, squishing your feet barefoot for a while and talking about how great it is, we're not going to get to the next hole. Uh, oh, uh, fine. Uh, 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 Mr. Caddy, Mr. Caddy, please, uh, can, uh, can you pass me a club? <laughs> uh, which club you want, boss? Uh, yeah, dealer's choice. I, I mean, uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm so indecisive. So, uh, this is, uh, this is a pretty close shot. So I would recommend, uh, the putter. The putter. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So <sighs> the caddy hands him his putter, and Phil lines up the shot. Here we go, Philly boy. You got this thing. Yeah, come on now. You shoot it here, and oh, boom! <laughs> got it in that hole. You, caddy. Hey, great job, boss. You did it. What? What's yeah. your name, anyway? never thought this day would come. You never asked me my name. We've been together for uh, ten years on this tour. Well, you never gave me a club like that for a close-up shot like that before. I mean, that was perfect. You mean a putt? What? You mean a putt? Yeah, a putt. Okay, everyone knows the fancy lingo but me. Okay. Yeah. Hey, my name is Ron Jansen. Ron Jansen. Ron. That's right. How would you feel about going to the PGA Tour with me? For real, boss? The old PGA Tour? The, 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 pretty, the pretty girls all over golf tour? <laughs> I never really thought about what it stood for, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. You can count on me, boss. So Phil and the caddy jumped in the golf cart and drove away, leaving their golf partner there on the green. Well, fuck me, I guess. Because I'm carrying my clubs the rest of the way. Thanks, Phil! <sighs> now, uh, uh, Mr. Jansen, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, what do you think my problem is? I mean, like, I've been doing this for a long time, right? But I'm only ninth of all time. I mean, what can, what more can I do? Well, boss, I think you just... Learn the lingo? Been... Yeah, yeah, you should learn the lingo, and I think you should surround yourself with people who make you feel good. You know? What? Mr. Jansen? Mr. Jansen, are you okay? A bit real uh, tired. Uh, tired? But, I mean, we were, we were in mid-conversation, and you just, you just you went away. Like, you just drifted off. Yeah, sometimes when I get deep into thought, uh, I use too much brain power, and my whole entire body has to rest before I can come up with a new wise thing to say. Phil knew that the best way to get your mind and body in order was to get yourself a nice cup of coffee. He thought a cappuccino, that would get him going. That would make sure that they would have the brain power and stimulation to get through the pretty girls all over golf tour. Here's what I'm thinking. I take you to this new place I, uh, I uh, discovered. It's called uh, Timothy's. Uh, we take you there. We get you a nice cappuccino. What do you think about something like that? Wake you up a little bit, spruce ya. Uh, what? A cappuccino? What's that? <laughs> a cappuccino. You never have a cappuccino before? No wonder you're so tired. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, give me a cat's pacino. Uh, how you do it? How do you, how you do how do you do it? Uh, uh lots of uh, froth is what I'm hearing. And uh, okay. this makes a lot of sense now. Now, uh, you've probably been tired your whole life because you haven't had a cappuccino. I'm telling you, these things really work. Hey, welcome to Timothy's. Wow. Oh, here. What yeah. can I get for you today? Uh, check this out. I'll, I'll order for you. Do you have any milk intolerances? Uh, milk intolerances? Yeah. That means That means what, Phil? You ever have milk before? Uh, is that the... Is that the the cold stuff that you put in the cup and you drink and it makes the bones? Uh, yeah, yeah, th- th- that's it. You ever have a problem when you're drinking, said? Yeah, that's that's how all my my babies uh, got big and strong. Is they put cold milk in the glass, they grew up big and strong. Wow. Their bones. That's beautiful. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think I could only drink th- uh, the nut milk. Oh, nut 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 milk. Yeah, nut milk, uh, like a almond. Okay, um, yeah, um, for sure. Um, okay, uh, uh, yeah, we'll take uh, what almond milk, uh, cappuccino, cappuccino. Actually, cappuccino. Do you do? You, hey, hey, uh, hey, coffee, coffee man. Yeah. Do you got pumpkin milk? Pumpkin milk. Yeah, you got pumpkin milk. Well, you're in luck. We just had a jack o' lantern carving contest last night. Oh. So we have. Yeah, an excess of pumpkins. I'm just oh. thinking about a pumpkin being juiced and what comes out of that thing, and it's always so gross on my hands. I do not think that you are going to want pumpkin milk cappuccino. I'm uh, just thinking about it. Have you had pumpkin pie? Uh, yes. Do, do you think that's gross? Uh, no, because... So then it, why would pumpkin milk be any different? Well, because... Yeah, boss. Well, it's not congealed. I like things that are congealed. <laughs> so you want us to congeal the pumpkin milk for you? I guess if you go. Well, I mean, it's not my drink. Who am I to say? I, I'll just take a regular cappuccino. All and right. if you really want a pumpkin milk cappuccino, you can have one. Yes, please, boss. All right. Well, coming right up. Wow, what's that thing? Uh, it's like it's like a. Sorry. It's like a steam engine. Sorry, that was I'm uh, just a little gassy from last night's jack lantern carving contest. Oh, I hate that that wasn't oh. the machine. What? Ate too many seeds, huh? Yeah, it just uh, you know, they scoop it out and I just can't help but pop them back, you know. Uh-huh. I I uh-huh. I just really don't like that this guy keeps telling us about his family and his family time. Oh, no. Hey, f- hey Phil. Hey Phil. Yes. Hey. Did you know that if you Eat too many pumpkin seeds, you'll grow little miniature pumpkins in your stomach. Bullshit. Give me a handful of those things. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do it. So, Phil, you got a whole PGA tour. No. Back a whole bunch of pumpkin seeds down his gullet. They went into his stomach where the seeds sprung little roots and infested themselves in his bowels. No. Oh, no. Lay me on the table like they did an alien. Oh, no. No, Phil. Boss. Boss. A pumpkin patch burst forth from Phil's chest. (laughs) Boss, are you okay? Do do the PGA Tour without me. Wait, me? You know more about golf than I ever have. Yeah, I know to use a wedge when you're in the pit. Uh, and I know how to use a putter, and I know for far shots, you use a driver. Listen, son. Boss? Listen, son, he's dead. Oh, no. Sorry, I was sitting at the table over there enjoying a nice uh, deli sandwich from Timothy's. And I got a pumpkin milk cappuccino on the bar for Phil. Yeah. Yeah, Phil can't get the drink right now, but... Oh, he can't? Is he in the bathroom? Well, he's. He, I don't think, I don't think he's gonna be getting anything, but oh, so give it to me. Oh, okay. I gotta carry on his legacy. Me, the caddy, Ron Jansen, and so and my pumpkin milk cappuccino. So Ron snatched up that cappuccino and hopped back on the cart. He knew he was gonna have to fulfill Phil's destiny of winning the tour, and he would make a name for himself in Phil's memory. All of the employees of Timothy's wave behind him as he drives off. Yeah, good luck! <laughs> Woo! 
I'm gonna do it for <laughs> Phil, everybody. Who was that guy? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it was the morning of the PGA Tour. Oh, everyone was excited for this to begin. There was cameras everywhere. People were lined up to see all the great golf stars. There was uh, Doug McNichols and <laughs> uh, Ginny Mc. Francis and Todd Mc Mickey Doug, Doug McNichols is very similar to Phil Mickelson. Yeah, everyone in golf has a Mick na- last name like that. <laughs> okay, you didn't know that? No, yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a second. This is a lot less pretty girls than I thought. It's just a bunch of old dudes wearing khakis. Yeah, well, we'd we'd like it if there were pretty girls around, but they don't care about golf. And just then, Arnold Palmer comes out of the shadows. <laughs> you, do you want some iced tea or some lemonade? Wow. Wait a minute. How about how about a little iced tea and lemonade? Wait, who are you? Are you a caddy just like me? I'm more than a caddy. I'm a beverage connoisseur and a golf man. A beverage connoisseur? Have you ever heard of pumpkin milk? What? No. Pumpkin milk? What's pumpkin milk? Well, pumpkin milk is when you take all the guts out of the pumpkin Uh and you you squish it all together and you take all the juices and that's it. Oh, my. That's the pumpkin milk. Oh, my goodness. That sounds delicious. Do you think you would be good with half lemonade or half iced tea? I think so. Wow. I'll call it an Arnold pumpkin hey that sounds good <laughs> arnold bomber runs out of the golf tournament uh, to uh, i go gotta go this. contact pepsi <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone uh golf tournament's about to start here looks like arnold palmer has left so a short a person um also has anyone seen phil mickelson he's supposed to be here um for the tournament didn't get the sign hey hey mr judge oh Uh, yes i uh i hate to be the one to deliver this message to you but phil's not gonna be there uh you know yeah he he passed unfortunately at a coffee shop, but I- I'm here. Passed? Like he's d- he's yeah, died he's... at a coffee shop? Yeah, it was crazy. There was pumpkins popping out of his stomach and everything. Okay. But he told me that I got to win the PGA Tour for him. I'm Ron Jansen. Ron Jansen. Okay, well, traditionally you have to earn your way into the tour, but I guess since we're short, Arnold Palmer and Phil Mickelson. Yeah, Arnold told me before he ran off looking for Pepsi that I was going to take over for him. How do you feel about that there, bud? Jack Nicholson? (laughs) Jack? (laughs) Yeah, you're goddamn right, it's me. Listen, I came out of retirement for this, and uh, when you're retired, all you can do is golf. I feel like you have to be in retirement to start golfing. (laughs) Also, Jack Nicholson is very similar to Phil Nicholson. I told you, everyone who golfs, their their last name turns to a a mix something. You're both in. You know what? You're both in. All right. Okay. Thank you. But let me warn the two of you. There's some real pros on the on the uh, green today. So you two might not do as well as you think, all right? You're coming in as a wait, real wait, wait. underdog. Wait, wait, tell me something, Judge. Mm-hmm. Doug McNichols isn't here, is he? Oh, Doug McNichols, yes, of course. Doug McNichols. And, and Janine McFrancis? Janine, yes, of course. She's over there. She's getting a lemonade. And Kelly McTugboat? <laughs> Kelly McTugboat, yes, I hear she's in the toilet. What about and Kyle McDooley? Kyle <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very similar to someone else I know, yeah. Uh, that Okay. That guy, yeah, he's here, he's in the, uh, he's, he's getting his driver's license renewed right now. 
Okay. So he's gonna be late. Doesn't matter. <laughs> For the golf carts. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. All right. I mean, everyone needs a valid driver's license. Which, by the way, everyone line up, pay up, give me your driver's licenses. Wait, drivers what? Oh, you don't have a driver's license. Wow, uh, but what do you what do you do with one of those? <laughs> you use it to drive. But I thought you used the driver to drive. You know, <laughs> the big golf stick with the the funny head. Well, he's got a point. You can't. You cannot be using a driver without a driver's license. So that's going to be no. a big problem in the tournament. You won't be able to use that club if you don't have one. Hold on a second. No, you can't be serious. Listen, kid, I, I'm, I'm going to take you to driver school real quick here, okay? Because I like you. You know, you seem like a good guy. And I want you to... Fa- thank you, Jack Nicholson. I'm going to take you under my wing here, all right? We're going to driver's ed. Hold up, okay. hold up the tour, if you could, for a bit, can you? Well, I'll I'll put you two at the end of the list with Wait, no, Kyle here, McDooley. Here's a DVD copy of one of my favorite movies that I'm in, Anger Management. Just put it on for everyone to watch. Wow, thank you, Mr. Nicholson. That's very generous of you. Um, Jonathan, roll out the TV. <laughs> Jonathan rolled out the TV on the old AV cart, and they popped in the DVD and dimmed the lights in the classroom so they could all watch Anger Management before the tour. (laughs) Meanwhile, they went off to driver's ed to solve some problems. So you've uh, never driven before, huh? Uh, No, I just watch people drive because, you know, I was a caddy, so I just told them to use the drivers. Well, listen, this guy I know, he's the best there is, okay? Who is he? Jeff Gordon. Wait a second. You're telling me that NASCAR great Jeff Gordon, he's an expert on golf drivers? He's an expert driver. It's a transferable skill. You know, that kind of makes sense. Look at it this way. When you're driving that ball, you're making sure it's going far and it's going fast. And what do NASCAR drivers do? They go far and they go fast. And they turn left over 70 times in a race. Do they really? I think so. I never watched it. Hey, Jeff, I want you to teach my friend here how to drive. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, if you want to come over here. Can you uh, not spit on me, please? Quit. Quit it. Wow, that's very unsanitary, Captain Jeff Gordon. Don't you know we're in a pandemic? Yeah, but I'm a a spitter. What can I say? Okay, everyone gather around here, okay? Uh, We're teaching um, driving, and the fastest way to get your license, as you may know, is from me, Jeff Gordon, because I'm an all-star driver. So... You know, if you want to do it the hard way, it's going to take you a couple of years, probably. You know, your G's, your G1's, your G2's, all Jeff, that stuff. Jeff, we, we got an hour and 23 minutes. Luckily, my course only takes 34 minutes. Now, let me explain a little bit more about myself here. Uh, Jeff. <laughs> what? Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, what I noticed you were spitting out of your mouth, those were pumpkin seeds, right? <laughs> Yeah. Did you swallow any of those pumpkin seeds? Uh, well, I mainly like sucking on them, but every once in a while, one. Uh, well, I I, I accidentally swallowed a couple that he spit in my face. No, 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 no. This can't. What? what? No, this can't be. Why? What's what's wrong uh, with? Uh, oh God! No! Oh, and a pumpkin oh, patch burst forth from Jack Nicholson's chest. Oh, we didn't even get to lay him on the table first. Oh, Jack, no, no. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I can't believe this has happened. Will this be on the exam? Uh, No, that is a non-factor when it comes to the driving exam. Okay. Now, if you wouldn't mind, would you please help me on this table? Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, don't be alarmed, but <laughs> I am in a... Severe amount of pain right now. 
A pumpkin a patch burst forth from <laughs> no! Jeff Gordon's chest. Here, kid, take my driver's license. Paste your picture over top. I'll do it. Do I have to win a tournament for you, too? Please. Oh, no. So much pressure. Is, uh, oh. is this going to be on the exam? I don't know who you are, <laughs> but yes. I was just here for driver's ed. Sorry. Oh, uh, I think Jack Nicholson had a driver's license. Hey, just, okay, I'll go into his pocket and I'll grab his. And then, okay, here you go. Yeah. Hold this and put your picture on top of his. And now we're both certified drivers. Wow. Wow. That's so great. Thanks so much. You're welcome. What's your name, kid? My name? Why, it's Larry. Just Larry? Just Larry. I was never given a last name. Hey, Larry. Yeah? I got a good feeling about you. Thanks. I think you're going to be one of the greatest golfers of all time. Wow. You really think so? Don't go by just Larry. Go by... Larry McCrinkles. Larry McCrinkles. Well, I tell you what, mister. One day you'll see Larry McCrinkles at the PGA Tour. One day. One day. I hope so. They Uh, they never did. (laughs) (laughs) Back at the PGA Tour, they were just finishing up the movie. The DVD credits were beginning to roll. All right, well, we got to get this thing started anyways, but what a, a terrific... Wait a minute, we haven't finished the credits. Okay, well, I guess a little more time can be bought for the credits. Okay. I mean, we got to look at all the names mm-hmm. of the grips and... The, uh, oh. uh, uh, hey, hey, everybody, I got a driver's license. Well, looks like you'll be able to use your driver then. Uh, where's oh. Mr. Nicholson? I thought he was playing for Arnold Palmer. Oh, no. He's not going to be able to make it. Oh. I guess uh, he had something important in Hollywood. Maybe some sort of bucket list he had to finish. Well, if Mr. Nicholson can't be here for the tournament and we're one spot short, I guess, as the judge, I will have to do it myself. (laughs) What? And as the judge, as you know, if it happens to be that a judge gets entered into the tournament, he gets a 12-point advantage. No, no, no. That's not fair. Well, life isn't fair, kid. I hope you didn't have to win this one for anyone uh, that has died today. <laughs> oh, no. It was the, How am I going to do this? It was the final hole. The two were tied by, with only one more putt remaining between them. Oh, if he could make this this birdie, he, he could win it. But the judge, he had the advantage of being the judge and could write whatever he wanted in the box. <laughs> the sun glares into his eyes, and he sees the ghost of Jack Nicholson and Phil Nicholson in the sky. Wait. Hey, Jack. Yeah. Phil. You can do it. What am I supposed to what am I supposed to do? You should you should probably tell him maybe. Yeah, you, you listen, you got to sink this putt, but you also got to do something about that sneaky judge cuz no matter what you do, he's just going to write it. So you got to you got to convince him not to. Okay. How about this? I got a couple pumpkin seeds left in my pocket. Should I give them to the judge before I take the shot? Good work. I will tell you this, I have felt no pain stronger than the pain that I felt when I got those pumpkin seeds in my system. Okay. And if you don't believe me, ch- here's Ghost of Jeff Gordon. <laughs> Is that true, Jeff? <laughs> Pretty freaking painful, I'll tell you that much. How's that driver's license uh, working out for you? It's worked out great. By, Thank you, Jeff. By the way, after you're done with this tournament, I'm going to need you to go down to the racetrack and finish a quick NASCAR where you get a gold medal for me. Okay. Sounds good, boss. Okay, hey, hold on I, a second. Hey, I'm here, too. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why are you here? Well, 
I, I didn't actually learn how to drive, so on the way from driver's ed, I, I wrapped myself around a telephone oh, pole. Oh, no. Well, oh, no. Not you, just uh, Larry, L- Larry yeah. McCrinkles. Mar- yeah. oh. Well, I'm, I'm playing the, the PGA in the sky, you know? I'm going to win this one for you, too. For me, too? Okay. Yeah. Thanks. I'm going to do it. Okay. Hey, I thought uh, you were uh, winning it for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, too. Uh, I've winning it for everybody. It's kind of watering everybody it down a little bit, I think. But, you know. It's not. It's not. It's a big redemption. All right. It's fine. Okay. Hey, who are you talking to? TikTok. The judge has hey. places to be. Hey, Mr. Judge. Mm-hmm. Have you tried the great snack of... Whole pumpkin seeds. Oh, pumpkin seeds. What do you do? Do you just suck on them or do you swallow them? What's well, the deal? Here, take these. There's five pumpkin seeds in my hand. Okay. Plop them into your mouth and swallow them in one big gulp. Oh, well, why would I do that? What you're telling me to do? Is this how you got so good at golf all of a sudden? Your little magic pumpkin seeds? Yeah, and every day I wake up. I go to a fresh pumpkin patch. I'd open up all the pumpkins. I would squeeze the juices into a nice little container, and I would start my day drinking pumpkin milk. Well, I mean, you did talk about pumpkin milk before you knew we were enemies, so this might hold true. Okay, give me these seeds. So the judge plopped a handful of them into his mouth. Down the seeds went... Oh, my God. Lay me on that table out on the course. They laid the judge up on the table. Oh. Ah! A pumpkin patch burst forth from his chest. (laughs) Holy moly, that's the biggest pumpkin patch I've ever seen. Well, I I guess that means the judge is going to have to forfeit because he's dead. But as the pumpkin comes out of the judge, it hits the judge's ball into the hole. No. <laughs> well, I, I guess the judge won after all. <laughs> no, I still got one shot. Uh, well, I, I guess. If you think you okay. can do it. I can do it. I'm doing it for you, Jeff Gordon. I'm doing it for you, Phil Mickelson. <laughs> and I'm also doing it for you, just Larry McCrinkles. But don't worry. It's not watered down because I'm doing it for three people. Hey, well, In fact, what about me? It's more powerful. What about Jack? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Jack. I'm also doing it for you, Jack Nicholson. Thanks. Okay. Here we go. Whew. I could do this. He lined. Move like water. Put. The ball moved in slow motion. Everyone held their breath as the ball moved closer and closer towards the hole. You could hear, you could cut the tension with a knife. The ball circled the hole round and around and around and around and around. I'm getting dizzy looking at that ball. And around, and then it it stopped going around, and it it teetered on the edge. And it was just teetering. Oh, God. And then... The ball fell in. He had won the tournament. We did it. We did it. I can't believe this. Yeah, you did it. I can't believe this. Good for you. Oh, my gosh. Take that, Doug McNichols. Hey, what did I do? You just existed. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my gosh. They brought out the trophy and the big novelty check for $50. And handed it oh. to him. Thank you. I never thought that I could do this. Me. Ron Jansen. But to celebrate, I, I, I'm going to fill this cup with something that I hold near and dear to my heart. Oh, no. Pumpkin milk. Oh, uh, no. Uh, sir, don't drink that. We accidentally put the the seeds, the fallen seeds in there. Ron wiped the pumpkin milk mustache from his lip. Mm. And he and a pumpkin patch burst forth from his chest. 
so many pumpkins. Oh, uh, 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 uh. Hey, is that a squash? Oh, 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 oh. That was a scary story. Wow. <laughs> a lot of death in there. <laughs> Did we I think we managed to do Forrest Gump, The Legend of Beggar Vance, uh, <laughs> and Alien all in one story. And the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. <laughs> oh yes, and, yeah, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> References ran deep in this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I also appreciate all of the celebrities that we had in this. All old yeah. white guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Most of them uh, suffered an unfortunate end. So, you know, we, uh, you know. Yep. <laughs> that is true, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Anthony, um, <laughs> any plugs? Um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, you can follow me on, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Hall and Jokes, and, uh, my show, uh, Ming's Dynasty is available to be streamed, uh, for free on CBC Gem, and you can watch it in the United States on Fuse TV. Uh, I think, uh, on top of all those things, uh, right now is a really important time uh, to support all of your favorite black artists and black voices uh, all across the board and help uh, amplify the message. And also, just stay healthy, stay safe, um, wash your hands, do what you got to do. Amazing. And we'll be tweeting all of that out at Spooked Podcast, as well as go to thesonornetwork.com, see a full profile on Anthony with direct links to his social media. And Spooked? Spooked. Spooked? Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!